we're going to put a label on it or whatever. And please hold Michelle, who's doing our church in Oregon, um, overseeing. I just thank you and I praise you and glorify your holy name for the word. I thank you that this word, this seed, will fall on good ground, good soil, and it will bring forth a mighty harvest. I thank you for the privilege to teach your word this morning, God. Holy Spirit, I give you full permission to rearrange it, change it, whatever you want to do with this sermon. Add to whatever. I'm just your vessel. Teach through me. I thank you, God, for a privilege. Pastor and I love these people. You promised us if we would come back that you would send your very best, and you have sent your very best. I want you all to know that you are his very best, and it's a privilege and an honor to be pastors of you, a privilege and an honor. You know, when we talk about you, we, there's great fondness and love. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, make sure you all, it's Ramona, correct? Did I get it right? I, I told Reuben it takes me two or three times, but it didn't. And so we're so glad to have you this morning. I know I just told you that, but we... Please, everybody, greet them both and talk to them after the service in the foyer. If you feel led to stay in here and pray this morning, do. The anointing was so strong. Like I said, when I got to Mike, it was like, thank God you were there. I held on to his arm. <laughs> Probably on top of me. It was heavy, wasn't it? It was very heavy. <laughs> that would have been cute. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go on. <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> yeah, but it would have been you landing on me, probably. So <laughs> we wouldn't have known it. Amen. <laughs> We're a family here, as you know. Um, We're a family, you know, and... We're all different, but we're all alike in Jesus. You know, we might have come from a, a different family, but now we've been adopted into the family of God. Amen. Excuse me. Okay, chapter 9. And we're going to start. Oh, let's go up here. Verse 6. Remember this, he who sows sparingly and grudgingly will also reap sparingly and grudgingly. And he who sows generously, the blessing may come to someone, will also reap, so that the blessing will come to someone, so will also reap generously, hallelujah, with and with blessings, and with blessings. I proclaim that upon you today. You are sowing, you're going to reap generously with blessings. Hallelujah. 
Let each one give as he has made his own mind and purpose in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion. For God loves, he takes pleasure in prizes above other things. Listen to this. He takes pleasure in, that's exciting, a cheerful, And is well, I'm going to say this takes prizes above other things and is unwilling to abandon or to do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt to it giver whose heart is in his giving. And God is able to make all grace, every favor, and earthly blessing come to you in abundance. I want you to think about this God is able. And he is willing and he is doing to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance. You know, in John 10, it says the thief thief cometh not but to kill, steal and destroy. But Jesus said, but I come to give you life and life more abundantly. So when God thinks about you and giving to you, he thinks about giving to you abundantly. Hallelujah. So he says, come to you in abundance so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need to be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As it is written, he, the benevolent person, scatters abroad. He gives to the poor. His deeds of justice and goodness and kindness and benevolence will go on and endure forever. Forever. Glory to God. That's, that is, that's mighty. As it is written, he hath dispersed abroad, has given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. So there's something about giving. Now the minister, I'm going to go back to the Amplified, and God who provides seed for the sower. So it's up to God to provide that seed to us. So you need to be speaking it out to him. God, I thank you that you are providing seed for me to sow. Hallelujah. So it's he who provides the seed for the sower, bread for the eating, will also provide and multiply your resources for sowing and increase the fruits of your righteousness. So resources for sowing and increase the fruits of your righteousness, which manifests itself in active goodness, kindness, and charity. Thus, you will be enriched in all things in every way so that you can be generous and your generosity as well administered to by us will bring forth thanksgiving to God. Hallelujah. God, all through the Bible, God talks about blessing you. He wants to bless you super abundantly above all that you could dare ask or think. So, the second one is in Jesus, Ephesians 4.
you know, I have my study, one of my study Bibles at home. I don't know why, but in my Bibles, Ephesians always gets, I lose a page. And it's always Ephesians 3 to 4 for some reason. So let's look at this for a second. Let's go up to verse 3. And um, in verse 16... Well, let's move up a little further. Verse 9, Also to enlighten all men and make plain to them what is the plan regarding the Gentiles and providing for the salvation of all men of the mystery kept hidden through the ages and concealed until now in the mind of God who created all things by Christ Jesus. Verse 10. This, the purpose is that through the church, the complicated, many-sided wisdom of God in all its infinite variety and innumerable aspects might now be made known to the angelic rules rulers and authorities, principalities and powers in heavenly sphere. This is in accordance with the terms of the eternal and timeless purpose, which he has realized and carried into effect in the person of Jesus Christ our Lord, whom in whom became in whom because of our faith in him we dare to have the boldness, courage, and confidence of free access an unreserved approach to God with freedom and without fear. That's powerful. We have a free access, an unreserved approach to God with freedom without fear. So I ask you not to lose heart, not to faint or become despondent through fear at what I am suffering in your behalf. Rather, glory in it, for it is an honor to you. We all know what Paul went through, and it was an honor to him. So I ask you not to lose heart, nor faint, or become despondent through fear. Rather, glory in it. For this reason, seeing the greatness of this plan by which you are built together in Christ, I bow my knees before the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that Father from whom all fatherhood takes its title and derives its name, may he grant you, may he, this is Paul saying this and I'm saying this to you, the word is saying this to you, may he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit himself indwelling in your innermost being and personality. May Christ, through your faith, actually dwell, settle down, abide, make his permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely on love, that you may have the power to be strong, to apprehend and grasp with all the saints, God's devoted people, the experience of that love which is the breadth and length and height and depth of it, that you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves 
the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you may be filled through your being unto all the fullness of God. That you be filled unto all the fullness of God may have the richest measure of his divine presence and become a body wholly fitted and flooded with God himself. Hallelujah. That is my prayer for this church. That is my prayer for you today. Think of this. This is so powerful that you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you may be filled through your, all your being unto all the fullness of God, may have the, full, the richest measure of the divine presence, that you may have the richest measure of his divine presence. That is so power and be powerful and become a body wholly filled with flooded with God himself. Now to him who by in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within you is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly far over and above all that you dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. Hallelujah. This is God's desire for us. You know, the enemy hates this. He does not like this being read because these are the promises. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So be it. So he's saying here that his power is at work within you. When you think about the power of God that is at work with you, the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, right out of hell, raised him up, dwells in you. That same resurrection power. You know, Paul said to know you and to know the power of your resurrection well, we have that power abiding in us if we're born again. I want you to think about this, what he's saying here, to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly, far over and above all that you dare ask or think, infinitely, I can hardly get it out, beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. In other words, much further than you could even hope for, much more than you could even pray for, much more than you could even dream about. That's his desire to bless you abundantly with. And he's at work right now, paving the pathway to do this for you. That is so powerful when you think about it. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So be it. In Thessalonians 3.12, growing up spiritually, we had being fruitful. We had in Jesus and now in love. 
1 Thessalonians 3.12. Honey, you tell me when I'm not getting my numbers out there. Please. Thank you. Super abundantly above all that you could dare ask or think. If you ever get anything from Miss Laurel, she will have that scripture written on it. I always write 3 John 2. Praise God. Super abundantly above all that you could dare, ask, think, pray, desire. That's so powerful. So powerful. 1 Thessalonians 3.12. God, you are so good. And may the Lord make you to increase and excel and overflow in love for one another and for all people, just as we also do for you, so that he may strengthen and confirm and establish your hearts faultlessly pure and unblameable in holiness in the sight of our Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, with all his saints, the holy and glorified people of God. Praise you, Jesus. This is what he's doing right now to each one of us in this hour that we live in as we, as we are preparing. The Bible says from glory to glory he's changing us. He's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. And it says here that so that he may strengthen and confirm and establish your hearts faultlessly, pure and unblameable in holiness in the sight of our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Thank God, hallelujah, with all the saints and the, whole, and the holy and glorified people of God. Amen. So be it. Praise you, Father. It says in chapter 4, I'm just going to add this, he goes on to say in, chap in verse 2, For you know what charges and precepts we gave you on the authority and the inspiration of the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, that you should be consecrated, separated, and set apart, and pure, and holy living, that you should abstain and shrink from all sexual vice. Glory to God, that each one of you should know how to possess, control, manage his own body in consecration, purity, separated from, the, from these profane and honor. Let's return to Romans. We're going to get off here, the notes here for a little bit. Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you... Romans 12, 1 and 2, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Thank you, Jesus. It says, he says here, devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing of God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. 
Okay, growing up spiritually in the word. 1 Peter 2, 1 and 2. When you read 1 Peter and then you get into, the, into 2 Peter, you see such a change in his spiritual life between 1 and 2 Peter. It's amazing to me. 2, 1 and 2. So be done with every trace of wickedness, depravity, malignity, and all deceit and insincerity, pretense, hypocrisy, and grudges. Look at that, grudges. Oops. Envy, jealousy, and slander, and evil speaking of every kind. Like newborn babies, you should crave, thirst for, earnestly, desire the pure, unadulterated spiritual milk that by it you may be nurtured and grow unto complete salvation. Thank you, Jesus, since you have already tasted the goodness and kindness of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are so good. All right. 2 Peter 1, 5. We went through this a little bit last week. But we're going to just look at this. For this very reason, adding your diligence to the divine promises, employ every effort in exercising your faith to develop virtue, virtue, excellent resolution, Christian energy, and exercising virtue, develop knowledge and intelligence. So he's saying for this reason that we need to employ every effort Every effort that we have, every effort in exercising your faith, employ every effort to exercise your faith in every situation. When things come up, you know, it says, count it all joy when you encounter diverse tests and trials, knowing that the trying of your faith, he's trying your faith, the enemy wants to try your faith, worketh patience. Let patience have her perfect work that you may be entire, wanting nothing. So we see that patience has a work in here. We are constantly to, to be Thank you, Father. employing every effort in exercising our faith. Every effort. That's so powerful. Number five, in grace and knowledge, 2 Peter 3, 1 through 3. Growing up spiritually. The second epistle of it I now write unto you in both which I stir you stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance that you may be mindful of the words which were spoke before by the holy prophets and the commandment of us the apostles of the Lord and Savior knowing this first there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts and saying, where is the promise of his coming? 
And since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For this, they willingly are ignorant of that by the word of God, the heavens were of old, the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that was being overflowed with water perished. And then it goes on, and I'm not going to read there. So, God promises us here that we are to, he stirred us up, that you should recall the predictions of the holy, consecrated, dedicated, verse 2, prophets and commandments of the Lord the Savior given through the apostles. To begin with, you must know and understand that the scoffers, mockers will come in the last days with scoffing, people who walk after their own fleshly desires. What do you do with them? Pray for them and ignore them. Don't let them bug you. So many people in this day that we live in are so upset about what's going on in the world that they, it's taking their energy away from their purpose and plan that God has for them to be in this world in this hour. You know, there are things out there that want to take your energy so let's look at our sp uh, spiritual progress and let's look at Job 17.9. Wow. This morning flew boy by. I just want to pray in tongues, I'll be honest. <laughs> Job 17.9. Yet shall the righteous those upright and in right standing with God hold to their ways for he who has clean hands shall grow stronger and stronger. Right now you are growing stronger and stronger in the word, stronger and stronger in your spiritual life. That's God's plan for you. You shall... Yet shall the righteous, those upright and right standing with God, grow or hold to their ways, and he who has clean hands shall grow stronger and stronger. Say that. I am growing stronger and stronger. You are growing stronger and stronger. Stronger and stronger. You're not getting weaker and weaker. The Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. That's a confession that you need to make every day. Let the weak say, I am strong. I'm strong. Even though you might not feel like it, even though there might be a confrontation, you are strong. The greater one indwells you. Greater is he that dwells in me than he that is in the world. Psalms 84, 7. Stronger and stronger. See yourselves of becoming so strong in Him. Amen. Eighty-four seven. They go from strength to strength, increasing in victorious power. Each of them appears before God in Zion. So this is what God has for each one of us, to grow 
from in strength and strength, from strength to strength. Think of this. This is how this is how God sees us. No matter how old we get, you are growing. It says from strength to strength. See what it says. They grow from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeareth before God. Say that to yourself. I am growing from strength to strength. You know, the more you quote the scripture to yourself, the stronger you become. You know, I can speak for faith. The Bible says that faith cometh by hearing the word. Faith cometh. So right now you're hearing the word and faith is coming to you, but when you speak the word out to yourself and you hear your voice saying it, you believe it much more than when you hear me saying it. Let me tell you, your body's going to go, wait a minute. They're telling, he's telling me or she's telling me what to do, what I am, who I am, who I am in Christ. Your mind wants to line up with your spirit. It needs to line up your spirit with the washing of the water of the word. So you will operate with the mind of Christ. Amen. Psalms 92, 12. How strong does God want you? He wants you as strong as Jesus was on this earth. He, in the word it says... Jesus said, greater things than me shall you do because I've gone to the Father. I am going to the Father. So he's up there cheering us on saying, go for it, go for it. You can do it. Amen. Come on, get excited this morning. You've got the, you've got the power of God in you. You've got the strength of God in you. Amen. Hallelujah. The righteous shall flourish. Are you righteous? Are you born again? Then you're righteous. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like the cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall bring forth fruit in old age and they shall be, they shall be fat and flourishing. That doesn't mean fat, body fat. That means fat in your spirit, fat in the things of God. Amen. Thy testimonies are sure. Holiness becometh thine house, O God, forever. Hallelujah. What a promise. Proverbs 4.18. I don't know about you, but I expect to get, as I grow older, I expect to become stronger and more powerful in the things of God. Proverbs 4.18. The path of the uncompromisingly righteous, just and righteous is like the light of dawn that shines more and more brighter and clearer until it reaches its full strength and glory in the perfect day to be prepared. Glory to God. I'm going to read it out of the Amplified or the King James. But the path of the just is as, as the shining light that shineth more and more under the perfect day. It says, My son, attend to my words, incline thine ears unto my sayings. Let them, verse 20, verse 21, Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to their flesh, to all their flesh. Keep 
thy heart with all diligence, verse 23, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away a froward mouth, a mouth that is, that's contrary to faith. Put away from you a froward mouth and perverse lips be far from you. Let thine eyes look right on and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of your feet and let thy ways be established. Hallelujah. Turn not to the right hand or the left. Remove thy foot from evil. It says flee from the very appearance of evil. Amen. Don't even get messed up with it. If, if your friends want to do that, fine, but I'm not going with you. I'm not going to go that way. 1 Thessalonians 4.15 For this we say unto you, by the word of the Lord, that which are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself, get ready. This is going to happen pretty soon. You should get excited. I'm excited. I don't know about you, but I'm looking for the Lord any day. There is nothing left to keep him from coming. 1 Thessalonians 4.15 For this we say unto you, the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Hallelujah. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. This, you know, a lot of people are, are afraid of the rapture. This is not something to be afraid of. This is something to comfort yourself with. Amen. It's a promise. One glad morning, we are out of here or whatever. Be earnest. 6-5, De Deuteronomy 6-5. I'm almost done. We're not going to finish this one. Remember, what is this? What's the title of this sermon? Growing up spiritually. Deuteronomy 6, 5. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your mind and heart and with your entire being and with all your might. With all your might. With everything you have. With everything you have, you love the Lord. That means you've made him Lord of your life. Psalms 119.2, Obedience. You know, years ago, when some of us were kids, we used to get whippings when we were disobedient. I used to get them a lot. 
Boy, can my mom whip us. <laughs> Psalms 119.2. Did it hurt me? No, it was the best thing that she could have done. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. If you are seeking God with your whole heart, you are blessed. You are blessed. Every time you go to seek God, every time you go to pray, say, God, I am seeking you with my whole heart. I am blessed. Take these scriptures and read, you know, confess them to him. Read them to him. Speak them over yourself. Trust, Proverbs 3, 5. He's going to tell me to stop in a minute. I'll stop when he tells me. Lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind, and do not rely on your own insight and understanding. In all your ways, know, recognize, and acknowledge him, and he will direct and make straight and plain your paths. This is a promise from God. Don't trust on your own mind. Trust on him. The more words you have in him, the more obedient you are to the word of God, the stronger you are becoming. So lean on, trust, be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, know, recognize, and acknowledge him, and he will direct and make straight and plain your paths. Glory to God. Some of you, all of us, you might start to go this way, and the Lord's going to say, no, go this way. I've had him do that to me to prevent maybe an accident or prevent whatever. I don't know. But listen to God. Keep looking straight on. Don't turn to the left or the right. Watch him. Prayer. Be earnest in prayer. Jeremiah 2.12. How earnest are you in prayer? If you're not praying as much as you were last year, then you need to get back to it. You know, the enemy watches these things. He just doesn't all of a sudden go Vroom! on a person, you know. He watches. He waits to see. Oh, I see that. They used to pray an hour a day. They're not praying an hour a day. They're lucky if they get 10 minutes in a day. So I'll just sit back and I'll just watch for a while until I can, can cause them to fall in an area or become proud in an area or become bound in an area or become offended in an area. If you're praying, you are not going to become offended. If you're praying for somebody, you're not going to become offended. So let's look at this. Jeremiah 29. I not get there yet. Hang on, I'm almost there. You know, it took a long time. When we get to heaven, we're going to find out how long it took the devil 
to convince Eve to eat of that fruit. Because you've got to remember, they walked with God daily in the garden. So he had to slither in there and tell her, look at that, look at that fruit. And I don't think it happened overnight. You know, anytime I've sinned, it's just not all of a sudden the enemy goes and tells me to go rob a bank and I'm going to run and rob a bank. That's not going to happen. I've never been tempted to rob a bank, I'll tell you. But he does know our weaknesses. Either we've fallen into it before or we confess them or whatever. So let's look at this prayer. 29.13 We need to be earnest. We need to be diligent. Because they have not listened to and heeded my word, says the Lord, which I sent to them, per them persistently by my servants, the prophets, but you exiles would not listen either, says the Lord. Because they have not hearkened to my word, saith the Lord, which I sent unto them by my servants, the prophets, rising up early and sent. Pardon? I am in Jeremiah. What did I say? 29. Oh, I'm somewhere else. I'm sorry. Sorry, I went down below. 13. And you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your hearts. Let's move up a couple. For I know, verse 11, I, I apologize for that. For I know, your, I know the thoughts that I have towards you, says the Lord. These are the thoughts that God has towards you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you an expected end. God has thoughts of peace to give you an expected end. That then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And you shall seek me and find me, when you shall search for me with all your heart. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity, and I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places whither I have driven you, says the Lord, and I will bring you again into a place whence I caused you to be carried away captive. So he says that we need to seek him. We need to seek him out. He says, for I know the thoughts I think towards you, said the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Thoughts of peace. If you have any thoughts that are not peaceful, they are not of God. A lot of people think, well, God's putting me through this. God does not put you through anything. God is a good God. He does not put you through things. God good, Satan bad. Always get that in your mind. God's good. God comes to give you abundant life. Satan comes to kill, steal, destroy. Okay, we're going to stop here in prayer. Read that this week. When did I start in verse 11? The thoughts. 
for I know the thoughts I have towards you. You know, people might tell you cruel things. Ignore them. God's thoughts towards you are thoughts of love and peace and joy and kindness. Let's have every head bowed and every eye closed if we could. If you're here today and you've never been born again, the Bible says in John, you must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. And that's you. And you say, I need Jesus. I don't remember when I was born again. I don't remember a time. Everybody I've ever talked to that was born again, they might not have the date. Like I have November 7th, 1203. They might not know the date, but they can tell me when it happened. Without a shadow of a doubt, they know when it happened. So if that's you, you do not know exactly if you were born again or not, and you desire to know him, if you would raise your hand. Or if you've backslidden and you need to come back to the Lord, if you would raise your hand. Well, I'd say we're ready. If the trumpet, which we learned about the trumpet sound, Jesus coming down and the trumpet sounding and we will all rise to meet him. That's exciting when you think about it. We'll all rise to meet him. The dead in Christ will rise up first and will ascend on to meet the Lord. Think of that. This could happen this week. Say, well, what about the stuff I have to do? Who cares? Let someone else do it. We'll have a lot more peace there than here, let me tell you. Okay, I'm going to pray blessings over you. As we go this week, everybody meet Ramona. Got it. And Reuben. Reuben was here last week, but everybody meet them in the foyer. And John, would you please greet, introduce them to everyone? I'd appreciate that. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify your name. I pray over this congregation and anybody that's listening on the airways. You are blessed in the city. You're blessed in the field. You're blessed coming in and you're blessed going out. You're blessed in your storehouse. I thank you, Father, that supernaturally this week, doors will open for each person in this sound of my voice. Doors will open that no man can shut. Things that people have been believing for will open this week. They will have them. They will not just be standing in faith, believing for the manifestation. I believe that there are going to be manifestations for people in this congregation that are going to take place this week. I pray that. I agree with them in prayer. I know what some of them are praying for. I thank you for healing. I thank you, Father, for the anointing of God to come on them, that everything they put their hand to prospers. As they are in situations and circumstances and they speak forth the word, the word will not come back to them void, but it will accomplish the thing that it is sent to do. Father, I ask you to bless every person in this congregation, and I ask you to meet every one of their needs. And I thank you, Father God, if they need healing in their body, that they have received 
the healing that Jesus Christ paid the price for. If they need peace, I say peace, be still. Peace is theirs. The chastisement of our peace was upon you, Jesus. And I ask you, Father, to bless each one supernaturally above all that we could dare ask, think, or pray for. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. If you want to stay in and